With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The O'Chelly Effect is sponsored by WallStreetWindow.com and listeners like you. And now, and now most, the most underrated voice in all, in all media, Chuck O'Chelly. February 23, 2024, allegedly according to that thing we call a calendar, indeed, the Ocelli effect is what you're hearing at the moment. And it could be just after, well, just quarter after 8 p.m. Eastern in what we used to call America. It could be that time on a Friar's Day, Friday to most of you. And it could be the 23rd of February, 2024. But uh, maybe not. Maybe you're hearing it further on down the stream via your final slab of choice, your applicable application, your podcatcher du jour. It doesn't matter. You're here. We're here. Let's do this. You can call in and join us, 319-527-5016, 319-527-5016. Now, last night I did not go live because I was going to do a DJ show with Frankie because uh, Frankie did a DJ show on Wednesday night for a little bit <laughs> and uh, joined me on Short Attention Span DJ Theater trying to teach him how to do stuff, but um, I don't know if he's going to take it up or not. Maybe he'll do a DJ show. And uh, we'll, we'll we'll see how it goes, but maybe not. He, he he likes all of his stuff he's sourcing off of YouTube, and he doesn't even know half of what he's listening to. So I'm trying to explain to him that, you know, in order to be a DJ, you got to know something about some of the records, at least write it down, know the artist and the song name. And that noise you hear right there is, of course, my co-host, B. Pete, who is with me on Fridays, Friars Day, that is. But you could be with us tonight as we are live only. If you're hearing the podcast, obviously you can't call into the past on the podcast. 319-527-5016 or reach out to me, charles.ocelli on Skype, and I can call you into the show if you message me on there and ask me to. Anyway, Friday, B. Pete, how you doing, man? Ah, uh, doing good. Just waiting for this last bit of storms to move through the area. We've been getting rain off and on all day, and it looks like it's finally moving out. Other than that, doing pretty good, sitting here trying to catch up on some news and and really flabbergasted that Elon Musk apparently called the head of uh, Google's AI, Gemini product, a racist douche nozzle. Racist. That's pretty That's pretty inventive. I haven't heard douche nozzle in years. So he called an artificial intelligence product a douche nozzle? No, the head of that department. Oh, the head of the department. Okay, I'm sorry. I, I was looking at something else. Cause yeah, we're... it's over this yeah. latest. It's over this latest thing where people have been going. Some journalist started it. He went into uh, Gemini AI and typed, "Show me a picture of a uh, pope," 
And the pictures that came up, two were black individuals. One of them, well, no, one of them was kind of looked like he was from India, maybe Pakistan, that area. And the other one was, uh, looked like an Af, you know, an African. And then he, uh, somebody typed in, show me a picture of a Nazi. And the Uh-oh. pictures they produced were all black people and Oriental people, Asian people in Nazi uniforms. Oh. So one of them typed in, uh, show me a picture of a white person. And AI came back and said, sorry, can't do that. You see, we try to promote diversity and equality. And then people started really checking, and it would not produce any pictures of any white people. Everything was either colored or Asian or Indian or something other than white. Mm-hmm. And it's really it's, – uh, Google's catching a lot of crap for it. That's, they had to pull it offline. That's hilarious. Uh, it reminds me, it is. again, of, of Star Trek, the idiot, the internet, infinite diversity in infinite combinations, uh, the, the, the Vulcan concept, right? A lot of struggles between races in that show. By the way, I can't help the yapping little pup in the background, guys. Sorry about that. But, uh, yeah, I'm down to six pups. And uh, we're up to one caller already. I think I want to join the caller early. Again, anybody can join us at 319-527-5016 if you're hearing us live. Um, And like I said, Thursday, no broadcast last night. But I do have one from Wednesday with Larry Hancock that is ready to go out on the podcast feed, but I haven't put it up yet. Um, I had computer troubles earlier, and in fact, uh, I was ready to roll on time for this show and couldn't get to it because I had to restart everything to get everything rolling. I don't know what's going on, but, uh, you know, the uh, the Microsoft people need to get on this about what's going on with Skype and some of their systems because I'll tell you, there's massive cases of hiccups uh, in the systems. Maybe we'll talk about some Internet stuff. You know we're going to hit politics. Maybe we'll check with Naked News. Who knows? Friday is totally unscripted all the way up to 10 p.m. when we go live with the Age of Transitions and Aaron Franz has a guest tonight, uh, Alex Ansari, by the way, will be his guest. Anyways, um, let's go to this caller. It looks like a 252 area code, I think. And I don't know who this caller is. Anyway, you're live on the Ocelli Effect, and you can throw anything on the table. How you doing? What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hey, well, this is a, I'm actually a repeat caller from last weekend. Hopefully I don't sound like a bumbling buffoon again. Uh, this is Chris uh, from Florida. I spoke to you last Friday. Oh, great. Chris, good to hear from you again. Glad you called in. You didn't sound like a bumbling buffoon to me, but, you know, you kept apologizing <laughs> about it. Anyways, anything on your mind this week, Chris, or, or do you want me to uh, uh, kick you into gear with uh, maybe some sound clips I have lined up? I have a couple of things lined up that I was going to play on here uh, as points of interest, but because uh, I definitely want to cut my mic so you guys don't have to hear the yapping crazy puppy in the other room. By the way, that's the the smallest. That's the runt of the litter that's yap, yap, yapping. And, uh, you know, she fits almost in the palm of my hand. I got these little doggies. I got six left now. I had seven. Uh, But I'm trying to get them new homes because, you know, there's actually another litter on the way, guys. Even though we got uh, Buster fixed, he uh, managed to knock up every adult female in the house before we got him fixed. So I got puppies to give away. So if you're in the Macon, Georgia area and you need a puppy, a small dog that uh, requires love and uh, does give them and uh, you're a good person, contact me. I've got puppies. Uh, I've got them coming out of my ears over here. (laughs) Anyways, Chris, so you want sound clips or uh, you got something on your mind this week? No, let's roll with the sound clips, if you don't mind. 
All right, fair enough. So in my travels and looking at emails and all that kind of stuff, you know, I'm always scouring the news, uh, came up with a couple of interesting things. First of all, I guess we should uh, start on the left because uh, I did always box left-handed. Let's see if we can do this. Um, yeah, here we go. Let's make sure the volume's up. Nice. Okay, hopefully they don't hit me with some stupid ad because I'm going to play it straight <laughs> off of YouTube on the air. But uh, here we go. I was looking at the story about uh, fake robocalls in New Hampshire regarding Joe Biden from last week. <laughs> so um, here's that robocall just to get it started. And I've got more clips than that and not all Biden, by the way. I'm not going to suffer you guys with Biden clips the whole time. I have some more fun stuff to play for you as we go. But this is apparently the robocall. What a bunch of malarkey. You know the value of voting Democratic when our votes count. It's important that you save your vote for the November election. We'll need your help in electing Democrats up and down the ticket. Voting this Tuesday only enables the Republicans in their quest to elect Donald Trump again. Your vote makes a difference in November, not this Tuesday. If you would like to be removed from future calls, please press 2 now. Okay, now that came from the Telegraph on YouTube, and uh, as far as I know, the clip is legit. It's the robocall that people were receiving in New Hampshire ahead of a Tuesday primary. Now, the weird thing is, the big complaint, obviously, is that he's encouraging people not to go out and vote on Tuesday for some reason. And they were declaring it an AI, an artificial intelligence that was deep-faking Biden. Um, now, to me... Uh, my ears do not hear an AI in play here. I think they have clips that they've modulated a bit with fairly sophisticated sound tools. And uh, these are existing clips that they might have been able to sample from and reassemble um, to make it sound like this is the legitimate call. If you don't know what a robocall is, by the way, people's phones will start ringing all the time, and you'll suddenly have a phone call from Joe Biden, which is a pre-recorded message. Uh, one of the preferred weapons of our uh, our good friend Roger Stone, who, by the way, I reinvited on the show this week, <laughs> um, and um, I, he has not gotten back to me yet. We'll see if he does. He he kind of ran away from me. Uh, in 2015, after I had the interview with him and I agreed with him that uh, Clinton's War on Women book was a pretty solid piece. But uh, he was a little stunned that I wasn't into Trump somehow, despite literally saying he was a big fan of the show. Um, so anyway, yeah, I, I'm not on the left or the right side, and I don't know why this keeps stunning people. Anyways, forget about me. Chris, you got any thoughts on this, or should I go on to my next sound clip? Because uh, does this inspire you to talk about something, or should we move on? Uh, well, I mean, realistically, the only thing that that inspires me to talk about is, I mean, there is a, definitely something going on within the, the state of our media um, and how they're – you can call it conspiracy if if you want, but it seems like they're, you know, they're trying to conflate the two things of like, you know, the creating, you know, patching in, uh, you know, uh, little vocal samples of Joe Biden talking about certain things and artificial intelligence, if that makes any sense. Yeah, and they're I, conflating. Yeah, I do think there's, a, there's yeah. a certain amount of misleading that, you know, the, 
right that they're the, responsible for right. going on with that. You the know media. What I mean? Well, Chris, they, hang on a second. It seems like they're setting the narrative for something, in yes, my opinion. Yes, absolutely, Chris. You're right. And the thing is, they are conflating the issues of artificial intelligence, which is spreading a bit of fear at the moment, and also spreading odd stories like B. Pete started with uh, – Regarding, uh, uh, you know, the, the Elon Musk, you know, calling the guy a douche nozzle who's in charge of the AI thing over at Google, um, which, by the way, uh, not an unfair characteristic. I mean, I hate to defend Elon Musk, who doesn't get out much, so therefore he's using outdated burns on people calling somebody a douche nozzle, but that's all right. Uh, I use that term every now and then, and I don't mind being outdated, but Elon Musk, I'm thinking, doesn't get out much. I mean, from the look of him. Uh, he probably gets well. He's not from here either, so I'm sure it's you know an expression that you know he's just becoming aware of. So it's new to him. Ah, okay, that that could be it, or or he could just be from Planet Musk, and you know that's a popular term there still because they have different trends. Uh, after all, I mean, he does look like he gets out a little more than pasty ass Zuckerberg. So, um, and and back to it, that is funny by the way, the fact that uh, you get black Nazis and I got a bunch of stories this week across my newsfeed for no reason about like weird racial things like why is it that uh, there are black Nazis? Why is it that there were uh black slave owners? Um why is it that there are like racist Mexicans who hate other uh Latinos? Well, you can that off of uh, Google's new search terms, or, you know the <laughs> What is it? Their new little uh, AI platform. Well, I didn't realize it. Yeah, are you but, familiar with what I'm talking about? Yeah, that, that's that's what that's what BP brought up. And the funny thing is, I must have touched it without knowing I did. Going through my usual news searches, and I'm getting these stories that I don't want. Um, you know. Uh, so anyway, I'm I'm subscribed to various newsletters uh, like Donald Trump, and at first I thought there was a joke online regarding. A, uh, a a Trump bobblehead. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Right, because uh, I, I actually did look at a Lee Harvey Oswald bobblehead online. Uh, and the next thing I knew is that I got slammed with a bunch of commercials and also got my newsletter from uh, the Trump 2024 campaign because I am subscribed to that. Uh, you know, I like to keep an eye on the merch that he's pushing. Because uh, I always find it funny, but uh, I thought it was a fake, and it's a real thing. The uh, the Trumpinator bobblehead is out there, and uh, I found an unboxing uh, video of it on YouTube, and he does it for about a minute and 45 seconds here. Maybe I won't play the whole thing, but uh, he does a pretty good job of describing this thing. The visual's great. You know what? I'll give you guys the link in the live chat room at Ocelli.com. Uh, so you can follow along if you like um, with this and, and put the visual on or, you know, put it on while we're in break or whatever and watch uh, the unboxing of the Trumpinator, which is available in the Trump 2024 store. And uh, one of the uh, first patriots to go get one, he's really happy about it, um, has one and he unboxed it here on YouTube. So let's take a listen. Hey guys, today we're going to be looking at this little collectible toy bobblehead of our favorite president, Donald Trump. We'll do a quick unboxing to show you exactly what you'd be getting, and then we'll take a close-up look at it. 
Now, I've seen a couple of bobbleheads of Trump, but none of them really look like him. I saw this one online. It had a ton of positive reviews, and it looks just like him in photos. So I'm curious to see what this looks like when we open it up. This toy is called the Trumpinator. So obviously, it's based off the Terminator movie. It's even got the famous. Now, look, I already gave you some of this, okay, that he's explaining right now. And it is very like Terminator looking. uh, And he's got sunglasses on and the Trump is standing on a platform. So if you're not looking at it or you haven't looked it up online or seen it, it's that's what it looks like. Anyway, he's now unboxing the thing for real. So let's go back to his sound and uh, turn it back up. Let's go ahead and remove it from the base as the card called for. Okay, and there you have it. It looks great. Let's do a quick reveal so you can get a close-up from head to toe. Just look at the craftsmanship on this thing. It looks really high quality. Look at that face. They did a really great job making this look like... Now, he, he's that super exactly impressed with the craftsmanship and all that, but it is clearly Trump in the Terminator outfit where he goes and gets the uh, the motorcycle and the shotgun and the leather jacket and the Doc Martens, uh, as he did in a couple of the Terminator movies. So there's that, but clearly with a Donald Trump head and a regular tan on him and sunglasses and all that. And there's a red light poking out through the left eye, it looks like, on the bobblehead. It looks great. Anyway lots of detail and it's going to look great right next to my autograph MAGA hat so I highly recommend this collectible Trump bobblehead if you're looking for a great gift for someone or even just to have for yourself you won't regret it there you go so he highly recommends it as a big fan of Donald Trump's and uh, there you go Trump bobbleheads out there along with all the other uh, products he's got his autograph MAGA hat you can get a birthday card from the Trump campaign all that stuff Plenty of merch and swag over at Trump 2024. Or the sneakers. <laughs> oh, sneakers. Yeah, that was another thing. Sneakers. Uh, the NFTs are all gone and the collectible cards are gone. But, yeah, plenty of sneakers, plenty of other stuff. So anything you want to discuss there, Chris? Uh, did you see how much the uh, – I, I, I want to say it was uh, there was a gentleman who – I would assume he bought them aftermarket, but paid. I want to. It was either twelve or fifteen thousand dollars for a pair of Trump sneakers. Wow! Did you, did you see that? I did not see that. But you know, a lot of these products, when they first hit uh, online, people get them onto eBay and charge a ton for them because nobody knows that you know they're they're going to wind up being real commonplace. And you'll see stuff like get oh, yeah. sold for high price. Like the funniest thing I ever saw was, do you remember when they had the whole controversy with the uh, Popeye's chicken sandwich? You remember that, Chris? Oh, I'd, I'd, I'd have to ask for you to elaborate a little bit more. Okay, well, the Popeye's. Uh, you know, what, when they were proclaiming to be the, the best chicken sandwich. Well, they they were claiming to be the best chicken sandwich, and they only put it out in a couple of stores here and there, and there were literal, like, uh, fist fights and all kinds of craziness, and somebody even got shot at one of the Popeyes, people fighting over the limited supply of the new Popeyes chicken sandwich, right? So that was happening on okay, the ground. Yeah, I remember. Okay, Sorry. so, and, and there were people that bought them, brought them home, and put them up on eBay. <laughs> Okay, uh, and uh, and and also around the same time, I think there was like a, a special run of Chocodiles, um, which used to be basically a chocolate covered Twinkie that was released in limited amounts. And both of those things hit eBay. And I mean, they were up there for hundreds of dollars. Now, think about this for a minute. I'm going to go on eBay and pay 500 bucks 
for somebody to mail me a chicken sandwich um, or for somebody to mail me a box of uh, chocodiles. Now, the box of chocodiles will survive, you know, in, in the post, um, you know, or UPS or whatever. And if you're going 500 bucks, you can definitely afford to pay FedEx to overnight it to me. Sure. But I mean, even so, even if you're getting it overnighted to you, people were paying $500, $600 for boxes of chocodiles and Popeye's chicken sandwiches. Um, and they do it with all kinds of things, whether it's toys or brand new games or, you know, this game was only uh, available in test markets in Japan and we have it for you. So you want this PlayStation game ahead of everybody else? Ah, here it is. Five, six, eight hundred dollars. No problem. Um, weird when you see that stuff, especially when, you know, people, if you just wait a week or whatever, they'll put it out elsewhere and, you know, Trump might sell it to you for $50, the bobblehead, but I promise you. That when these things, like, you know, first hit, they were probably out there for a lot of money and being sold to the highest bidder on eBay and stuff like that. And I, I missed that part. But uh, but this happens all the time with these new toys, new products of any kind. And uh, I did see it with some of the Trump products all of a sudden, you know, before it was like, oh, they don't have any more in the 2024 store or back in 2020. They didn't have them in the Trump 2020 merch store. Um, anymore. They were sold out. So people went online and paid a premium to get them. So I'm wondering if these uh, Trumpinator bobbleheads uh, scored a lot of cash for somebody who, you know, moved quickly in the early days of release or pre-release, if you will. Um, so I, I just always find it funny. These, these stat and what is the good point of it? You needed it that bad. Is it a status symbol like the chicken sandwich was, you know what? I'm so whatever. Uh, I'm so, what, what is the term they were using on fleek or whatever there at that time with the chicken sandwich? I am so cool. Basically I'm so hot, right? I have the thing that people are killing each other over, baby. I got it right here. I mean, it reminds me of the eighties when people are beating each other up over cabbage patch kids. Um, I know grandpa, you're going to tell us to get off your lawn next. Yes, probably. But I mean, I'm only 51, but feeling real old, uh, as this is going on. Anyways, you got any thoughts on the, uh, the Trumpinator and, and, uh, and, and all this, Chris? The, uh, nothing was said from, uh, individuals trying to capitalize on some things. I mean, you know, I, I'm not 100% against Trump. You know, there's a part of me that works for him, you know what I mean, and what he proclaims to stand for. Mm -hmm. You know, this, but... I mean, but can you fault the guy for the for his marketing campaign, you know, for the Trump sneakers, for the Trump bobbleheads, you know, while he's being targeted with the... I mean, if you look at all the lawsuits that are going up against him, yeah, mm -hmm. uh, and you could easily proclaim them to be frivolous. You know, I mean, it's you know, just what you can just proclaim that uh, someone molested you or you know, dilled you. You know, you know what I mean? In the clothing store, you know, back in the whatever period of time. Mm -hmm. No, I'm, you know, I'm not 100% on board. You know, I'm just, you know, I'm a skeptic all the way around. Right. Yeah, you, know, you know what I mean? But it's just. Oh, yeah. Look, uh, Chris, it's, the, it's the, cool. The more time that goes on, and the, the more that they lay into them, it, right. it, this is, that seems like the 
there is something to be said about that. You know, yeah. There's something to be said about the amount of attacks they're they're you know laying upon him. You know the amount of spear spears that they're drawing at him. You know what I mean? Just, Oh, I got you. You know, and I'm not even making a comment about whether I support him or don't support him politically here. I'm just looking at it from uh, the point of view of somebody who's fascinated by the merchandising because uh, we never had, you know, a president making bobbleheads of himself selling them before to raise campaign funds that I remember. Uh, But, you know, I mean, I know eventually they become a bobblehead and why not and appropriate in my mind. But, um, you know, it's just funny to me that this is going on. And uh, and I observe uh, and, and don't begrudge anybody, by the way. You know what? If you can make a product oh, yeah. and there's yeah. a demand for it, what the hell, whether it's a toy or it's something stupid or you can resell a chicken sandwich for five hundred dollars. I say go for it, man. Any which way you can make your money that you're not hurting anybody and people are voluntarily participating in something. I say hey, to each his own. Uh, it's fine by me, you know. So I, I just find it fascinating and and sort of comical. Um, and speaking of comedy, I got one more clip, Chris, and then I'll be done with my sound clips. And we do have uh, at least one other caller I'll get to. Um, but I'll put uh, you on. Sir? Yeah, I'll, I'll put you on hold after we listen to this for a minute or two, and uh, maybe make a comment or two. And uh, we'll, we'll put you on hold and maybe bring you back around after we address some other callers. But let's take a listen to one more sound clip I got lined up um, that I thought was interesting. Now, I want everybody to know that this is well over four minutes long, but I am not going to play more than a minute of it Um, because, you know, I'm not even going to describe it. You'll know what it is. You'll know why I'm playing it as you listen to it. So away we go. Um, How do we get to the place where, you know, Putin decides he's going to, just invade Russia. Nothing like this has happened since World War II. I mean, Russia is going to invade Ukraine. And I think, I think Putin may circle Kiev with tanks, but he'll never gain the hearts and souls of the Iranian people. He'll never, he'll never extinguish their love of freedom. Okay. Now, in case you're keeping score at home, uh, in the first place, he, he describes Putin invading Russia. And in the next case, he talks about Putin encircling Kiev, right, Kiev, uh, the capital of Ukraine, and uh, being unable to win the hearts and minds of the Iranian people. Um, so if you're not confused yet, let's keep listening. We're not waiting for that process to be finished to make the long-term commitments that we're making to Ukraine security. Vladimir and I, we, the, I should, shouldn't be so familiar. Uh, Mr. Zelensky and I uh, talked about the kind of guarantees we could make. And they talk about inflation. You know, we're dealing with that for a whole second. Inflation is a worldwide problem right now because of a war in Iraq and the impact on oil and what Russia's doing. I mean, excuse me, the war in, in Ukraine. And uh, I think in Iraq because that's where my son died. Yeah, because he does. Yeah, but the point is that. Wow. Um. Yeah. I. I think. I think we've had enough there. But we could always go back to the uh, Biden gaffe machine I got lined up here anytime, because there's plenty of them. He's uh, even forgotten that his son didn't die in Iraq. He's uh, forgotten that we're not at war in Iraq currently. Um. And the confusion continues. Uh. You know. So. Those that think Biden is in control of some devious plan, I got to tell you, I don't think he knows where he peed last. 
and uh, is probably not even aware that he's wetting his diaper at the moment. So just is what it is, and isn't it pathetic <laughs> that, uh, you know, the Trumpinator bobblehead probably has more, uh, you know, cognitive awareness than the real Joe Biden at the moment. So there we have it. Um, any comment on that, Chris? <laughs> Oh, I think you pretty much summarized it. I mean, the bubblehead has more <laughs> basis for commentary than, uh, <laughs> than the real job. Right. I mean, I, I love that Vladimir versus Vladimir. I mean, that is the only, like, honest mistake. Like, you could say, well, that's a mispronunciation. Come on, Chuck, you're picking on the guy. Give him a break. But, I mean, the rest of that, that that's just like, uh, let's see, that's, what, 18 seconds of the four and a half minutes worth of stuff that somebody strung together and obviously put those, you know, game show failure noises in and bells and whistles, etc. But with all the bells and whistles, Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I don't know. I'm finding it uh, comical and sad simultaneously. Here we are. That's the leader of the free world, right? <laughs> okay. Uh, and, and meanwhile, if you the, want to call it such a thing, <laughs> if there is such a thing now, now I'm sounding like a gap machine, which reality am I living in? Um, somebody change the simulation, please. This is your, this is your leaders, either this guy or the guy making the bobblehead, which by the way, I, I got commercials for the bobblehead directly from Trump on YouTube as well. But, uh, I couldn't find the commercial that he narrates before the show. I was looking for it and couldn't find it. But I got pounded with it a few times uh, just going there trying to play other videos when I was doing research for some news clips. And um, I just kept getting the commercial because I ain't paying Google uh, to have, you know, commercial free YouTube. Screw that. But anyway, yeah, the the, the douche nozzles over there. I guess we should just call it douche, no douche nozzle headquarters now instead of saying Google. I agree with Elon Musk for once, uh, B. Pete. Um, anyway, do you have any thoughts, BP, on any of this before we uh, go to another caller? Well, yeah, I'll start with Trump sneakers. It's probably the ugliest pair of shoes I've seen on TV. So, you know, you pay, you get what you pay for. Much like these sorry ass candidates that we got right now, you know, you get the, the you deserve the government you elect, and look what we've got in office now. Damn Alzheimer's patient. And then you got a, a Carney Barker running against him. So right. it, it's, you know, it, it just, to me, it's the perfect commentary on the state of the United States that we can't offer any two better choices than what we're, looks like we're going to have to deal with. 
Mm. But other than that, no, I, you know, politics things, Biden's out of it. He's been out of it for some time. Somebody is sitting back there pulling the strings. We won't know who until it's too late or they're gone or the damage has already been done. So other than that, you know, the bobbleheads, yeah, collectibles are great. Trump, Trump, I don't know. Trump seems to, and it's this way with people that are like Trump in that they like to flaunt their wealth and things like that. It's like they bring out these products. I'll give you an example. Rush Limbaugh, he started selling ties and really (laughs) made a good business off of it. But it was the, you know, it was the kitsch thing where his supporters and fans could go to his website and buy these special ties and pay too much for them, but they were Rush Limbaugh design. Mm -hmm. So, okay, yeah, fans are going to do that. But Trump, when he does it, he comes up with some really gaudy, cheap-looking products. And I've noticed a lot of people that like to flaunt their wealth. They'll put gold on anything. Sometimes you can have too much gold in something, uh, hence the tennis shoes. You know, mm-hmm. that's the ugliest damn thing I've ever seen. You wouldn't catch me dead in a pair of shoes like that. But somebody's going to pay 400 bucks for them and turn around and try to sell them. But it's a great commentary on the status of of the U.S. You know, we like... Cheap junk from China in Walmart will put the neighborhood store out of business to get the mega center or the next big target distribution store. And yet uh, we're just we're paying for crap. We're paying for fluff and gold foil. That's about all this world has come down to now. Yeah, no, absolutely. Fluff and gold foil. Absolutely true. You know, what's funny to me is that uh, thinking about the ugly Trump sneakers, you know, those things are probably going to become stylish. I remember when people put out the Michael Jordans, right? The first Air Jordans people thought were ugly as hell. Uh, A lot of people did, but they were such a status symbol that, you know, they became a thing. And that's the first time I heard of, you know, first of all, $50 shoes and $100 shoes, you know, that uh, kids wanted. That's the first time I heard of those, the Michael, the Michael Jordans. You know, uh, and and a lot of people thought Nike was just insane. That was the craziest idea ever. And nowadays, uh, you know, every celebrity, I mean, outside of like what, Chuck Taylor had the basic sneaker before that. But, you know, who the hell even knows? Well, now, Chuck even Taylor Chuck Taylor's, wait a minute now, Converse went through their their phase where, yep. you know, Chuck Taylor's, we used to pay 12 bucks a pair for them. I mean, it was a good shoe. You're going to wear it out. You know, you're going to buy another pair, but it was something America mm-hmm. could afford. And it was a good shoe. Yeah. But then they went through the place, just like Timberland boots. Once they became the item that everybody had to have, prices jacked from 12 bucks a pair to $75 a pair. Mm-hmm. You can even go online at Converse now. And the only reason I know this is a uh, past girlfriend's daughter showed me this site. You can go and get a custom pair of uh, Chuck Taylor's. Mm-hmm. Cost you 250 bucks. That's right. But you can decorate them the way you want. I mean, that's how big the business has gotten. Um, you know, it's amazing. These brands, you know, Chuck Taylor's kind of fell out for a while. They were the Walmart tennis shoe, you know, there for a few years. Right. But that's who sold them because that's where people went to buy them. You know, Chuck Taylor's an American icon. And look what it's become. It's big business, $100 pair yeah. of tennis shoes. You know, it's amazing. Well, the same Inflation thing- works its way in over the years on, on every item. Yeah. Pretty much. And the weirdest things go. I mean, look, the Chuck Taylor's are, for, are kind of from a different phenomenon, though, where the common thing then becomes stylish and therefore evolves. 
which is really funny. I mean, it reminds me of in the 90s with the grunge thing. All of a sudden, the old gas station shirts, right, the ones with the big patches on it, you, you could get somebody's old gas station shirt. Those things, which used oh, to be yeah. at thrift stores, it, you were suddenly paying $150 for, you know, somebody's old uniform shirt. Um, exactly. And it was shirts, wild, yeah. You know, they went through their craze. Um, Hawaiian shirts. Yeah, it's everything seems to have a, a you know, a wave that is going to ride to the top and then settle down and then it'll cycle around and come back and be popular again. Uh, it's, you know, jeans and T-shirts were always popular in the South, but they go through waves in other areas. Mm hmm. You know, as a fashion statement. So, well, and that's, yeah. And another funny thing, like I could literally, and I know about what you're talking about with the Chuck Taylors. Like I could literally get Ocelli effect uh, sneakers printed in Chuck Taylor, where they'll print all over the, uh, like I could put my logo all over it or whatever uh, throughout the sneaker if I wanted to, and put the patch on there that looks like the Chuck Taylor patch, and I could even change the name and put my name on it if I wanted to, which would be, you know, here's your pair of Chucks. From the Ocelli effect, except these are Chuck Ocelli's instead of Taylor's. Uh, obviously, nobody would buy them because that's, you know, dopey. But <laughs> the thing is, I could have them made if I wanted to. And I don't know what the price is, but it's something, some crazy amount of money. I mean, I could do that. Well, I and I would, I'd be curious to know, you know, is Trump pumping out his tennis shoes in some Vietnam, Vietnamese factory or somewhere in China like Nike where mm -hmm. they're paying slave wages to kids? to work in factories. And you know, I'd be, just be curious to know, but there's always going to be somebody with more money than sense that'll buy Trump tennis shoes for 400 bucks. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I'd just be curious to know what's the conditions of where are they being made? That's what I want to know. And how much are the kids getting paid per week? You know, is it 27 cent a day? Like uh, it used to be years ago for Nike. And that's why I don't buy Nikes. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, that's what kills me about these people that support these companies, just like Apple. You've got all these leftists and everything that complain about the downtrodden across the world, but they don't have a problem with these companies that go to China where they use slave labor to manufacture these products and then pay, you know, $3,000 for an iPhone. It's amazing. Right. It's really amazing when you sit down and look at the hypocrisy of of all these virtue signalers that will buy Nikes and, and Apple products. Well, uh, it's just amazing. Yeah. And hey, it, can it, I interject here? Yeah, I'm sure. Not, it, but it's not, it's not just about slave labor in the factories, though, But because I, I want to tell you something, a, a commonplace item that I guarantee you, everybody who's listening and is on the phone and everything tonight has actually eaten that you don't realize you're eating a slave uh, labor product, um, and it's and it's a food product. I'll get to that in a minute. But, uh, Chris, go ahead. You want to interject? If I may, and uh, this is kind of directed towards uh, BP, and how do you, my friend? I'm glad to talk to you. I just want to say that. Doing well. Uh, glad glad to see you back this week. Well, well thank Go you ahead. very much. Uh, you know, yeah, it seems like, you know, idiocracy level 12, you know what I mean, to our, you know, with the, the Trump snickers and all this stuff. But who do you think would be a better representative for our country? Just, uh, you know, out of curiosity, you know, and I'm not here to get, you know, you know I'm not here to. Ooh, between between Trump or Biden or anybody that's out there? I, I think he means if, if I mean, we were to get serious about it. Anybody, realistically. I, I don't think that – I honestly think that they're going to 
Biden's going to be a candidate. They're going to drop him out at the ninth hour. You know what I mean? I think come somewhere around August, August, September. Yeah, I mean, he's going to be removed. This is a unique. They will probably put somebody else in. Hmm. I I agree. This is a this is a weird election because anything could happen on either side that would result in the candidate not being on the ballot. I mean, the the Democrats could finally pull Biden. And say, look, we're not going to support you. We're going to put somebody else out there, and he drops out. Mm-hmm. Or Trump could die or end up in jail for something. You know, we just don't know. I know Chuck's got the script that says everything's going to be, you know, Ali Oxford's <laughs> everybody in free, and Trump will be able to be our next president. But I mean, I even read a theory today where the Democrats are talking about if they take the House back in mm-hmm. this election, yeah. they would immediately disqualify Trump through House action and then not certify him as president because he's disqualified because he participated in uh, January 6th and therefore the 14th Amendment uh, Clause 3 disqualifies him. That's what I'm hearing now. So it's 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 an up ball game. But out of the choices out there, I don't think I don't think there's a better. Well, I'm kind of on a spot here. I don't like Biden. As far as I'm concerned, Biden should be taken out and, and, well, I'll leave those comments to your imagination, but they, he shouldn't, Biden should be in jail. Trump? I don't know. I don't, I can't vote for Trump because I don't think he's the best choice that the Republicans can put out there. Uh, Trump's a hypocrite. Trump is a liar about things that went on even just a short three years ago when he was in office. So no, I don't think either one of those are decent enough. I don't. I, America deserves one or the other because that's who they seem to think is going to bring them salvation. But I, I couldn't vote for either individual. Mm. So I may sit this election out. I don't know. Well, the, problem- the person that I would vote for isn't involved in politics right now. Um, and I'll give you an example. I live in a state where. Most of the time, they will lean towards the the red. A, a lot of times, local politics, it all leads towards the blue. So you have the ability. We have somebody running in our first district, and she's and then I, and she's got some qualifications. For, she retired as a colonel out of the army after twenty six years. She was real big in being able to come up with methods to fight against IEDs and some of the electronic warfare that was going on. Very smart individual. But prior to going into the Army, apparently worked in a lot of Democrat-leaning organizations, and I think had connections to the Clinton White House. I'm not sure. That being said, she goes in the Army. She developed some programs with the Army on uh, cybersecurity and, and, and electronic communications and weapons defense and things like that over there in Iraq, then comes back, decides to retire, starts a business because now the government wants her to contract these services. So she starts a private business. Some people around here are calling her a war profiteer. Uh, She turns around and sells that business to a bunch of guys that are connected to West Point that graduated and now are looking for a business to invest in and still government contract. And then she takes the money, moves from Virginia down here to North Carolina three, no, four years ago, and suddenly she's running for office to represent North Carolina. 
She didn't know a damn thing about this state. But the choice is between, you know, on the Republican side, is between her and someone who's run three times. In fact, the last election, she was the only Republican on the ticket not elected mm. for that position in the House. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. She has a history of DUIs and domestic violence against her daughter and her husband. So does the first district really deserve these individuals? You got a carpetbagger coming down here, (laughs) running in a district that they know that they can win because she fits the mold. Her dad was a farmer. Her dad's retired military. She's a military. She knows all about farming. Now, I'd like to know how she knows all about farming when she's been busy building a government contract office uh, to sell back to the government, make her money, and move. Mm. But that's the state of affairs that we're facing now. There's no representation for people out there. There's very few and far between that a politician can actually go up there and do something for their constituents because – being new, they have no power, and uh, once they get there, they're corrupted by the system to help feed the beast. Mm-hmm. So I don't know who would be better. In my opinion, neither Biden nor Trump should be in office. So you're but you're, you're not still through this crap. Yeah, but you're you're, you're not still uh, hot for the Tulsi Gabbard uh, candidacy that you wanted before. You, you were into that before. I'd vote for her. I'd vote for her in a minute. Over these two clowns. Oh, yeah. No, uh, listen, uh, old shoe wins over these two clowns. But all right, look, I put Chris on hold because we got other callers. Um, it, that that theory about, you know, the new Congress coming in and getting rid of them, it's kind of a tough squeeze because according to what I uh, have read, uh, you got January 3rd being when the new Congress goes back in in 2025. Right. And they have to swear everybody in and get them rolling and. They would have to do it between the 3rd and the 20th because Inauguration Day is the 20th, right? And that's when the president is officially Well, no, they got in. it. I mean, that was the whole thing with January 6th. That's when they do the certification. That was the whole thing behind January 6th is he prevented Congress from being able to certify the election. He had a bunch of fake electors for certain states lined up ready to commit perjury, and it was all a coup. Yeah, yeah. So when the new House gets sworn in— that's the first thing they take up once everybody is sworn in is certifying the election, and then they go on from there. So that's their first job, and they can yeah. easily say, well, no, we're going to take a vote, and, and we've disqualified this individual because he took part in an insurrection, and therefore he cannot be president. Now you got a constitutional crisis, and what are you going to do? Yeah, but they've got three days is my that's point. What- in between, right? When they, they have three days, yeah. but it's part of their regular business. I mean, that's what they do for those three days. 
Yeah, but but my point is it wouldn't be hard to do. Okay, if you say, look, I I don't think that's going to happen, but you know somebody will probably object because they've been objecting the past few anyway. Uh, there, there'll be some kind of objections, but you know, just like with the Gore thing, right? A bunch of House of Representatives yeah, people kept getting up. We don't think back that far. Look at how many people stood up in Congress and refused to. Uh, how many have made the comment, "This is not my president," and they refused to uh, support. Um, the votes in the electoral college. You had people standing up in the house. You had it back when Bush won. Had it back when, yeah. uh, um, oh God, what was his name? I can't forget. Was it before Bush? Well, before Bush before was Clinton, Bush. and then anyway, before that, you've Bush, had a yeah. bunch of Democrats stand up and say, well, especially when Trump got elected, "This is not my president. I don't think we should do this." Blah 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 yeah, blah blah blah. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. You get the objections. It's a ceremonial thing. It's for theater. Democrats can't stand that somebody, you know, as bad as Trump would be elected, but yet they put their own. I mean, look what they put in office this time. I, yeah. I, I hate to say America deserves Joe Biden, but when you got an 80 year old Alzheimer's patient running your country, hey, you, you get what you deserve. I, I say, yeah, I, I say they're still going to stick with him unless he actually drops dead. Uh, I, I think they're going to stay with him. Um, and you know, RFK keeps, and I'm on the RFK newsletter uh, uh, list as well. But you know, I, I I would rather see him. He's still preferable to uh, most of these guys in my mind. But eh, I've got my problems with him as well. Anyways, look, I think he's I think he's better than the two choices that we've got, and I would consider voting for him, but. Mm-hmm. I'd have to see. I don't know. I'd have to really see a good interview where they could get down into his policies on some other things that haven't been talked about. You know, some foreign policy issues and things like that. But yeah, well, if they yeah, gave him, I'd yeah. vote for RFK Jr. before I'd vote for Trump or or Biden. Yeah, if, um, if they gave him a yeah, fair interview would, and fair <laughs> access, that would be I? nice. I said if they gave him a fair interview somewhere and a fair access to something, that would be nice. But, you know, well, well I guess if the it, Democrats mm-hmm. would just let him fairly run for the nomination, you know, they did. Look what they did to Bernie against Hillary. Oh, I know it. They basically pulled the carpet out from under him. They showed that it was a rigged system and they basically said, we're showing it's a rigged system and we don't give a damn whether you like it or not. This is the way it's going to be. And Bernie had to just suck it up. Mm-hmm. So you had a lot of people that really had a riff with the Democrats when that took place. They thought if it's, if we're going to be. If we're going to be accusing the other side of being undemocratic, why are we doing this to Bernie Sanders? He earned the right to run. Mm-hmm. You know, you may not agree with his politics, but hell, let him get up there and, and state his case like everybody else. Yeah, I mean, well. you and I have discussed this in the past. I'm all for anybody that wants to run for office. Let them get on the ballot and let them be from any party that they want mm-hmm. instead of this keeping certain parties off state ballots. And fighting to keep it a two-party system, let them all run. Let the communists run. Let the socialists run. Let the Green Party people run. Let them all run and see who wins and then force them to go into Congress and form some coalitions Mm -hmm. and learn a little bit about working together. Because we haven't had Congress working together in the past 100 years. It's amazing the crap they're churning out. You know, they talk about, oh, we have to be responsible, and you as a citizen, you should be responsible. Okay, well, how about Congress kind of reel in this this spending that's been going on where it never goes down? Show me one thing that has been cut in the past 20 years in Congress, yeah, an look, actual cut. Right. Can't do it. 
because right. it doesn't happen. Right. And they're bankrupting us. They're bankrupting the middle class trying to keep this damn beast going. And we need to start cutting back till we clean house. We're not going to be able to do it. We well, just can't. Yeah, of course. And in fairness, look, we're, we're almost through. A, I think we're through a whole hour almost now. But uh, I want to get to the other callers and uh, get get on it and see what they got to say. So we'll take one more call before we go to break and then take the others on the other side, because uh, th- this is where it gets interesting to me. And also note, you know, uh, it didn't begin with Bernie Sanders. I remember a guy named Ron Paul trying to run on the Republican side. And guess what? They kneecapped his candidacy, too, uh, you know. It's just one of those things that happens. So I, I look at Ron Paul's run and think to myself, RFK, same thing. Even if he uh, got into the system a bit, they're not going to allow it to run. And uh, the Democrats won't even let him get as far as Ron Paul did. And Ron Paul, they definitely, you know, sabotaged that whole situation. Um, and I would have been supportive of Ron Paul. But anyway, let's uh, let's see who's up next. Oh, wait, Vance might have dropped off now. Uh, yeah, Vance was there, but I think he hung up. All right. Well, in that case, uh, I've got Jimmy James. So let's take Jimmy James. Uh, oops. Nope. There goes Vance again. All right. Hold on a second. All right. My phone lines are not responding properly, but I will get Vance on the line here quickly. And there he is. He popped back up on the board. Vance. Um, yeah, you were waiting there and I was trying to get to you. I'm going to talk to you and then we'll, we'll go to the break. But, uh, yeah, so I, I remind people, yes, of course, Bernie Sanders got a kneecap, but also Ron Paul. Don't forget that because, uh, his candidacy looked like it was gaining momentum until guess what? They kicked it out from under him. It was a different tactic. Yes, but. I don't know. Same thing on the other side of the aisle. In my mind, they turned around and removed a guy who had realistic support, just like RFK has some real support and could run as a Democrat, but is not running as a Democrat. Um, Hey, and I remember, by the way, in New Jersey in the 90s, we did have those candidates, those weird candidates on the presidential line in Jersey. I got to see if I can find the ballot that I was sent in Jersey in the 90s, because I remember... Weirdly, there was like uh, parties I never heard of, and indeed the Libertarians were able to get a presidential candidate on there, but I had the only guy who ever got on the governor ticket uh, for Jersey on this show, uh, Murray Sabrin, uh, which we should probably bring him back. Interesting stuff. He writes all the time. Currently, he's retired in Florida, but he's the only Libertarian uh, governor to ever make the ballot in Jersey. But uh, presidential candidates used to make it from all kinds of parties outside of the uh, two- or one-party system. Anyways, Vance, any comments on any of this stuff or something else you want to throw on the table before we go to a break, sir? Oh, let's see. What were we just talking about? Oh, Trump and all that. And I was going to say the the, uh, – I've had a very poor – opinion of the efficacy and and the legitimacy of the you know quote unquote representative democratic system for a long time and the only person i've ever voted for being 62 years old was ross perot ross perot and mm-hmm. you know i don't see no ross perots anywhere and 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 donald trump ain't no ross perot mm. so you know uh uh you know i, I 
until there's an, a, an actual understanding by a majority of people that the whole system is corrupt from stem to stern, I don't know how we're going to address anything. And, and I guess you got to take your small victories. So, you know, would it be maybe better for Trump to get elected versus Biden? Well, only because they're going to let some stuff change to make it appear that, that he is, you know, making a difference and on your side and all that. But as BP so aptly described him as the carnival barker, that's what Trump is. He's a, you know, carnival barker, used car salesman, marketer. His whole thing is, is marketing. That's it. This is his name. It's all about his name. The 600, like the shoes that sold a lot were uh, the limited edition gold ones were like 500 pairs. And, and Chris was saying that he saw one sell for 15. Well, there was one that was like the only pair he's autographed. And I think he only autographed one shoe. And uh, that pair supposedly sold for three thousand and something dollars. Wow! And, and uh, yes, there. I'm, I'm, I couldn't find anything to confirm it just a while ago when you were talking about it. But uh, all of his other stuff's made in China, so you know the the <laughs> you're getting you know some forty dollars shoes for five hundred dollars and. Yeah, it's it's insane. Well, I remember getting a hold of uh, both a Biden and a Trump hat because Biden had black hats with the uh, Biden Harris thing on it, and uh, of course the red hats were out there. Now, by the way, there's every kind of Trump hat possible. Uh, they got a camo one, they got a red one, a yellow one, uh, all kinds of stuff. Um, you know, some of them have the. Uh, Jeez, what, what did they what did they used to call that? The uh, the Gaston flag, right? The uh, don't tread on me, right? Uh, the, yeah, the, yeah. there's the don't tread on me design. There's the American flag design, red, white, and blue. There's the red hat. Um, now he switched it, but at one point you got both of them. And if you looked at the tags, they were both made in China, which I thought was hilarious because it was like, you know, <laughs> they claimed it wasn't, but there were legitimate ones out there. And I've also told the story about how I have a flea market nearby. It's, uh, it's called Smiley's by the way. And Smiley's, I go there, I work the flea market every now and then. They actually chased the bootleg Trump guy out of there. Um, they, they finally, like, harassed him out of there because they found out that what I was saying was true, um, that he wasn't legitimately the, – the reason why, not because they hate Trump, but the reason why they got him out of there and, like, harassed him out was because they found out that his stuff was, you know, knockoff manufactured. So this guy – was getting his own stuff from a Chinese manufacturer for dirt cheap and putting it out there so the money wasn't going directly to the Trump campaign. Uh, so he was selling, you know, $10 hats instead of the 25 or 30 you got to pay on the website. Um, and he was out there, you know, selling them for 15 or whatever. And uh, they were definitely, you know, much more flimsy and all that. Um and they had big wide brim, like, uh, I don't know what you call them, but they're, they're sort of like survivor jungle hats. They had those with the Trump logo on them and, uh, shirts and all that stuff. And the guy was really doing a good business over there. He was, you know, that stuff was moving, moving, moving all the time. They even had the hat with the, uh, you ever see a hat with an umbrella on the top of it? Like a, a literal umbrella goes over your head from the hat. They had a Trump yeah, one of those. Of course. Yeah. That, you know, and it's good for at the flea market. You're out in the sun all day. You got a personalized umbrella over your head. Um, but I mean, they had Trump, uh, branded stuff like that and socks and everything. But then when people found out, and I'm wondering if I started the problem for the guy, cause I started telling people, I said, you know, what's funny about it. This is not the official merch. 
it, I, I know it's Trump branded. You guys love it. You guys want it. Everybody who's walking up to my table is wearing something from this guy's table. But you do realize this is not the stuff that comes from the MAGA store, guys. I mean, I'm just telling you, I'm not a Trump supporter. I don't care what he does. It doesn't bother me. But uh, you guys know that Trump's well, not getting his like cut. Buying, it's like buying T-shirts in the parking lot before the concert, you know. Right. They didn't come from the band's table. And you're putting money in somebody's pocket, but you got the merch. You got the merch that's got the logo that everybody says you got to have. So, right. hey, you saved money doing it. You no, know, no, look. common I, economics. I don't care. But for the people that think that – but here's the thing. I don't want people to be lied to either. You know, I could go out and print uh, – I support the ASPCA shirts and pocket all the cash and print them for myself, right? And I could sell them to people who are, you know, animal lovers and uh, they might get a little pissed if they find out that all that uh, ASPCA donation money is actually going to the Ocelli Fund, right? <laughs> so um, I-, I wonder if I started the problem because I started making these guys aware and a bunch of them were like calling me a liar and stuff. And I'm like, no, I'm not lying. Take a look at an official hat. It doesn't have this China tag in it. Um, now, his hats did have a China tag in them a while ago. But frankly, he was selling a better quality hat to his people than this guy was hawking at the flea market. And that was his whole thing is he had like three tables of just Trump merch. And I wonder if I started the problem or somebody else did. But apparently uh, people harassing him and throwing stuff at him and everything else chased him out of smileys from what I understand. (laughs) So I don't know. I don't know, again, if I screwed up the guy's business or not, but I just, you know. People were telling me, I'm here to support Trump's campaign. I said, well, then you need to go and buy stuff from the company that actually supports Trump's campaign. I was just trying to be straight with him. You're not supporting Trump with this. It's not his merch. Check it out for yourself. And maybe some people actually did. Um, anyway, but then again, I'm making supposition there because just the guy hasn't been there the past couple times I went. And he was there every time I went before that. So I don't know. Anyway. Anything else uh, you got for us, Vance? Anything on your mind separate from this? Uh, I'm I'm just bewildered. You know, my mom, every day I talk to her, and she's, you know, I can't believe they're just letting these people, and, you know, and it's like, you know, this none of this is by accident. You know, this is a controlled demolition of our society that's been slowly going on, tiptoeing along for a long, long time, and, you know, the the... I find it hard to believe that there's any any you know working class Democrats that you know a lot of them are on you know government you know programs and et cetera et cetera that are okay with you know I think it was New York they're saying is going to give the immigrants ten uh, debit cards with ten thousand dollar limit on it well you know how you know I, I can't believe there's anybody on that side that really supports that but you know I, I don't hear any anybody going in and doing a poll about that, you know, at the mall. So, mm-hmm. No, I haven't seen anybody taking a poll about it. And also I haven't personally seen these $10,000 credit cards. Um, there's also allegedly, you know, the, uh, the Obamacare credit cards that are out there that they say give uh, up to $6,000 a month to Obamacare people. If you're poor enough, you can get this. And um, frankly, I've talked to a couple of people who have tried to get them and they do get a debit card. Uh, and they do make them do a bunch of things in order to earn points to get – it's so funny. 
they actually have to like join a club basically to do this Obamacare thing and they do some healthcare stuff. And so far, the biggest report I've heard is that uh, people have been able to figure out how to get like a hundred dollars a month out of it. Um, and it's supposed to be a subsidy to help them out with their health care. And it says on the commercials that it'll help you pay for your groceries, everything, as long as you make under $50,000 a year, you qualify. And, yeah, you qualify, but uh, you don't necessarily get much out of it unless you jump through a bunch of hoops, which I think, quite frankly, is going to be the future of a bunch of things out there. And I don't know how this works with the uh, the illegals because everybody tells me they're getting a way better deal except – some of the illegals that I've talked to, um, they don't know what I'm talking about. Like, they, they never saw this stuff. They can't even get food stamps. <laughs> and everybody tells yeah, me, no, they, was, yeah, good. I mean, not in Georgia anymore. Anyway. The yeah. article that was mentioning the $10,000 thing was also said where they, there's, they've already spent, you know, since whenever, however many billions of dollars on putting them in, putting the immigrants, quote-unquote, uh, in hotels and that they have an allowance of $64 a day, I think it was, uh, for, for food, which is $14, $15 for breakfast and 16 for lunch and 34 for dinner. Mm. And and so, like I say, I, I can't imagine that, that even a Democrat, you know, Joe Biden supporter that, you know, isn't wealthy would, would be okay with that. And, and, of course, I, I would suspect I would expect a wealthy person to be upset about it too. So, because yeah. you know, no animosity towards those people, but it's like, how, how does anybody think this is, you know, good or, or you know, serving to to better anybody's situation? Uh, and and how much of it is just you know to further divide people and you know make people pissed off and looking at this instead of that, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I'll tell you, a, a private organization, although it uh, does receive all sorts of, you know, one of those NGOs out there, one of the most common ones, the Red Cross, right? Um, I've actually had to work with them when uh, we, we, we had uh, our neighbors there, the two the two Vietnam veterans, their house burned down, uh, their, their trailer burned down. And when it did, the Red Cross, uh, we contacted them, see if they had any sort of help for these guys because everything they owned, gone. Uh, you know, and the only thing we were able to do was secure their guns out of the uh, out of the rubble to make sure that uh, there wasn't going to be a problem with the rounds popping off because they were being superheated from the fire. Right. Uh, stuff like that. And the guns were wrecked. Uh, they, You know, because we were thinking, look, maybe you can go pawn your guns and go get a hotel room for the night because they had nowhere to go. Um, well, I contacted the Red Cross and within like, say, eight hours or so. The Red Cross provided them with something similar to what you were talking about, where they allowed them like $15 for a meal, and uh, they, they paid for a hotel room and this and that. And they actually gave them a debit card that, uh, that you know, to help them out in an emergency. Now, I never even saw that program before, but that's a Red Cross thing. And trying to reach out to uh, local government, you know, what do you do when somebody's home is taken away from some sort of accident or whatever – what do you do? Um, they didn't have much to offer. You know, and again, these are guys who served their country and everything else. And just at that point, the home that they had paid for, the rent they had already paid for, what are you going to do? Sleep in the rubble from the fire? Um, they got to go somewhere and uh, they got to be fed somehow. And I mean, I fed them in the first couple hours after this. Uh, but, uh, but you know, relying on the generosity of your neighbors, the Red Cross, the government had nothing for them. Uh, I do know that, you know, in natural disasters, FEMA comes out and this and that, but it takes a little while to get a check. 
Um, even after Hurricane Sandy, you know, they came out and even gave out checks to some of us who, uh, you know, proved that not me, but some other people I knew that uh, said, look, you know, uh, the electricity was out for three weeks. We lost a bunch of food. Uh, you know, we lost food. We lost uh, work. We lost all kinds of things here. And uh, the only good news is we have no electric bill to pay. Although, funny thing, even with three weeks out on your electricity that, you know, when the grid was down in an area, guess what? People still got electric bills that were kind of funny. Um you know, it's like I'm paying for that much electricity still, even though three out of the four weeks of the month, uh, there literally was no power for anybody. <laughs> uh, why am I paying an, uh, an electric rate for days where I had no electricity? What are we doing here? Um, anyway, all that aside, uh, you know, I, I, I wonder about this. Like, if you are faced with a disaster like that, an accident, your house burns down or whatever, well, why not just show up and say, look, uh, I definitely don't have any papers because guess what? Um, you don't. Your house just burned down. So your papers went with it. If you don't have a fireproof box or something, hey, I'm an illegal immigrant. Hook me up with my 10 grand. And, you know, but you can't somehow. Anyways, I'm just saying I haven't actually met anybody who is in that position. And I don't know a lot of illegal immigrants, but I know a couple. And they have no idea what I'm talking about when I say, well, look, why don't you go get food stamps? Everybody tells me you can get them, and they can't. And I tell them, why can't? Why don't you go get this or that or the third thing? Now, maybe asylum seekers are different. I don't know, because the guys I know have their families here and everything else, and they just work off the books hard as hell, and uh, they do their thing. But, um, yeah, I don't know, man. It's one of those things I always hear about these massive benefits that they get from the government, and yet I can't find anybody to show me firsthand I got this, this, and this personally. And I ask people all the time, show it to me so I can see it and, you know, validate all of your complaints. Because um, it would be something to complain about. People here, like I said, two guys who served their country. Their house is burned down. There's nothing for them. But there's ten grand if you happen to get across the Rio Grande. I don't know. You know, anyway, it just it just speaks to the way the system is. So with all that, is that all you got for us, Vance, right now? Uh, should I put you on hold and go to the break or let BP get something in? What, what's your thoughts, Vance? Where should we go from here? Yeah, it's fine. Let's go to the break. I'll, I'll try to find that article that was talking about the $10,000 card and stuff in the break. Yeah, sure do. Sure do that. And I'll give you guys uh, the clips in the Ocelli chat room, the sound clips I played. Maybe Vance will drop that article in the live chat at Ocelli.com. And I'll put Vance on hold. Uh, B. Pete, anything you want to say before we go to the break? Yeah, I'm thinking about changing jobs and becoming an illegal immigrant because my per diem when I travel is only about 47 bucks a day. I'm losing out. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely you're losing out. I mean, 47 bucks a day and you got to work. I mean, that's I not know. right. You know, where's your 15 bucks for lunch, by the way? I mean, I know 15 bucks will hardly get you lunch, but uh, uh, no offense, but the way you eat, I I'm pretty sure you could figure out a meal or two off of that 15 bucks. Maybe not a grand one, but something you could make lunch, right? That's a lot. That's a lot of Speedway pizza, man. There you go, Speedway pizza. I mean, it's not. It's not really pizza. It's not really great, but got to be better than that crap that I ate at that. Uh, where was that, Louisiana? <laughs> where I had that horrible. That, that was a, that was a Circle K. Circle K, which is awful as well. But look, man, I was hungry. What do you want? You know. 
Speedway pizza is better than Circle K. I go ahead and tell you now. Is it? Oh yeah, much better. Okay. You can get a you can get a whole large Speedway pizza for eight bucks, spicy for nine. Most months they've got a special going. You get two slices for three bucks, or you get two slices and a twenty ounce Coke product for like three fifty. Mm. So, yeah, they got some good deals on pizza. BP knows his fast food. I'll tell you I, one other thing. Do you remember that whole phenomena with the uh, chicken sandwich when people were putting them up on eBay? Do you remember that? Oh yeah, because um, oh god, who was it? Wasn't Bojangles? Was it? So maybe it was Bojangles. Somebody came out with a chicken sandwich. Yeah, it was Bojangles. They redid a chicken sandwich to compete with with uh, Popeyes mm-hmm. when they came out with that. So. Um, yeah, we went through the whole thing here. Well, next thing I knew is actually KFC revamped their chicken sandwich, and I thought they had it perfectly done with the uh, Chicken Little. They were small, but they were great. I love the little Chicken Littles from KFC. Matter of fact, I won't even eat their chicken, but if they could bring back that Chicken Little, I'll eat that. But uh, a bunch of them all of a sudden went, oh, chicken sandwich, great idea. People were shooting each other over the Popeye sandwich. And rap stars were, like, doing Grubhub but, like, I, I don't know how you do this, but there's some certain way. Uh, it's like a – maybe it's not Grubhub, but something like it where you can have food delivered from anywhere in the country. Matter of fact, I do remember there's an app that does this. Like, if I want a Jersey pizza, they'll get it for me and get it from a Jersey restaurant, but you pay a ridiculous amount of money. Like, you know, you got to pay to have this thing flown on a plane, okay? <laughs> and so I could get a pizza from Jersey, but it might cost me, uh, you know, four or 500 bucks. To get a pizza, <laughs> okay? But these rap stars were, like, you know, not in the state where the Popeyes was being uh, market tested. And a couple of them paid, you know, I think $1,000 was one of them to have a Popeyes bag flown to them. You know, like, hey, I want this Popeyes. Like, they call in the morning, I want a Popeyes chicken sandwich. And by dinner time, somebody does courier them a damn Popeyes chicken sandwich. <laughs> so... I don't know. Um, and, and I remember courier services. I don't even know if those exist anymore where you can just pay a guy one way or another. You, you, you contact a service and whatever it is you need delivered, you give them, give them a pickup spot and a drop off point And you have to sign all kinds of agreements that, you know, you're not sending anything illegal, this and that, blah, 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 blah. You know, like, look, I'm not drug running here or trying to run people, but go get my crate, go get my artwork and hand deliver it to me. And somebody gets hired to do that for the day from one place to another. And uh, they they literally had an app for uh, get food anywhere in the country. You know, you miss getting your tacos in California and you're in Georgia. No problem if you're willing to pay exorbitant price. You know, you miss your Jersey pizza and you happen to be in Kansas or again in Georgia where I do miss Jersey pizza. Yeah, I could pay 4 or 500 bucks and definitely have a, you know, a whole delivery from uh any pizza restaurant I want, you know. I liked uh, Little Italy in Fork and River. That was a pretty good joint. Uh definitely liked scary place called Pizza Plus in Asbury Park. I don't know if it's still there since they gentrified the joint, but I would pay if I was rolling in cash. I would definitely pay when friends come by and stuff. Four or five hundred bucks to get a Pizza Plus delivery if I could get it from Jersey. Uh, no problem. Pete and I would have had that when he came to pick me up for Lancer if I had my druthers. 
Anyways, look, we're, we're through like an hour and a half of our time allotted, BP. So I am going to go to a break. We got uh, at least one more caller on the line, and I want to get back around to people. So we're not going to stay long in the break. Anything we got to get to before that? No, no, we go ahead and hit the break. All right. So that's the way it is here on a Friars Day Ocelli Effect. And you still have time to join us at 319-527-5016. Either that or you can contact me on Skype. I am Charles.Ocelli. Send me a message and I can call you into the show all the way up to 10 p.m. Wall Street Gold, silver, the stock market. Wall Street Perhaps you're invested deeply. Perhaps you're not in deep enough. Maybe you're thinking about getting started. Wall Street Michael Swanson, the brilliant author of The War State. Understood these trends professionally for many years, and now he gives you the benefit of his knowledge. WallStreetWindow.com. Go there now. Go there now. Go there now. Ochilly.com. In denial, secret wars with airstrikes and tanks by Larry Hancock. Secret wars became a staple of U.S. covert operations and are still happening today. Larry Hancock's book, In Denial, rips the cover off many of them. Using new files, it exposes things about the Bay of Pigs that no one has ever written about before. It shows why it really failed and why the United States did not learn from it. It also shows why other countries today are doing secret operations with more success. This is the book that puts what some want to deny into the light. In Denial, Secret Wars with Airstrikes and Tanks. Larry Hancock. For more information, go to Larry-Hancock.com. Pick up your copy of In Denial at Amazon.com in digital or physical form. Through conversation. 
The War State by Michael Swanson explains the great national transformation that took place and put the Kennedy presidency in the context of the times and reveals never-before-published information about the Cuban Missile Crisis. President Kennedy would not have been assassinated if he had been president 200 years ago. His assassination took place in the context of the Cold War and the rise of the national security state. Before World War II, the United States was a continental republic. In the decade that followed, it became an imperial superpower. Generals such as Curtis LeMay not only wanted to invade Cuba, but knew that there were short-range missiles on the island armed with nuclear warheads that they could not destroy because they were on mobile launchers. Their invasion could have led to a third world war. And they wanted to go to war anyway. The War State by Michael Swanson reveals why and will show you what President Kennedy was up against. For more information, thewarstate.com. Go ahead, Colin. Hey, I'm interested in the truth about the JFA assassination. Right. Well, what do you want to know? Judy Baker's wild claim, Oswald girlfriends, he knew Ruby and Barry, cancer weapons. Really? I imagine I could claim I have four wheels. It doesn't make me a wagon, but okay. Oswald was on the kill team and trying to prevent the murder of John Kennedy. Come on now. Has a real effort on the day of assassination built into her claims? Go to Amazon.com. Enter Judith Baker in her own words. You'll get results for a digital copy of a book where Walt Brown utilizes her own words and the known evidence in the case to get at, well, <laughs> a different perspective, let's say. You can get Judith Barry Baker in her own words from the author himself, signed if you request it, by contacting Dr. Brown at K-I-A-S-J-F-K at AOL.com. It's a fun book, and it actually dissects the many, many fantastic claims. Judith Barry Baker in her own words. Thank you for all the great information. Ochilly.com The Radio Network. Revelation through conversation. Get ready, get ready for the Ocelli Effect. So, yeah, segment number two of the Friday night open mic. You might have noticed a couple of glitches in our playback there. Now, I do that on purpose sometimes, but it's happening accidentally here as we're playing stuff during the breaks. Um, <laughs> and uh, sorry about that. You're not tripping. Your your, your device is not broken, hopefully. Um, but if you heard stuff kind of repeating and getting stuck for a second there, like as if a CD was getting stuck, um, yeah, that's a glitch that is uh, happening because Microsoft is having these sluggish, weird issues at the moment. So uh, the only thing clean and clear and not skipping is my voice, unless I were in AI construction. So, uh, yeah, you might notice I'm not stuttering like that, at least. Although I have noticed a couple of problems with my speech center uh, since my last head injury. So, you never know. Maybe I'll start sounding like that more and more. So, let's get to some more calls. Uh, there's still time. 319-527-5016. About 25 minutes left in the show, for the live show. And then we'll be joined by Aaron Franz and the Age of Transitions will begin right around 10 p.m. Eastern here on Ocelli.com radio. Of course, if you're hearing the podcast, uh, just remember this is a Friday, and since it ain't live, obviously you can't join us and call in or reach me via Skype, Charles.Ocelli on Skype. But uh, you can still join us live for these last few minutes of the show, and I'll try and get around to not only you, but get back around to everybody else and let them have a final word for the week. 
So anyway, uh, BP, do you have any news stories you want to drop here before I get to Jimmy James and the unknown caller who's on hold waiting? Uh, well, um, a guy in Colorado apparently died from a bite uh, from his pet Gila monster. That's an interesting one. They're having to do an autopsy to see if it was actually the poisons uh, from the Gila monster that killed him. A Gila so, monster? Yeah, the Gila monsters, be Wait, careful. A, a, a they'll, he- eat, they'll light you up. A Gila monster? Like, for real, this is like not an onion thing? A Gila monster? A Gila monster, yeah. You know, the lizard lives out in Arizona. Really? Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. You've never heard of a Gila monster? No, I haven't. Uh, there's You got one on you there? Yeah. It's spelled G-I-L-A. Look it up. Gila monster. It's about an eight-inch long lizard. It's orange and black, covered with a bunch of bumps, and they have a poisonous bite. Oh, wow. Yeah, I am looking at it. It, it almost looks like a, a lizard with a fat, snaky-like tail, orange and black. Yeah. Huh. And it's got, uh, looks like it's got a black face. Oh, watch out, not politically correct in blackface. Um, yeah, it looks like typically it has a black face and like an orange, almost uh, tiger-looking body from a distance. Now, this is my bad eyesight, so, you know. I, but Gila Monster, Gila Monster, okay. Says it's a uh, reptile. Okay, uh, let me see. What is the category? Animals in nature. Blah, 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 blah. It's venomous. Oh, they're venomous. So is this guy maybe dying from the venom? They don't know. He had two. He had two. Um, I forget their names. One of them was named Potato, and the other one was named uh, Percy or something like that. Anyway, be great if it was Potato and Salad. Turn them over to animal control, and they're going to go in and I guess do toxicology uh, toxicology tests and and see if it's the venom that actually killed him. Wow. I, I wonder if, you know, look, if I had one named Potato, I'd name the other one Salad, so I'd have Potato and Salad. You know what I mean? Something like that. Or Potato and, and Head. Name the other one Head. Potato Head. But other than other than that, I'm reading this um, It's a, a article on Front Page Magazine about uh, I did not realize that uh, Bill Gates wanted to pull a, a Montgomery Burns and block the sun <laughs> from reaching the earth. To cut down on global warming, and apparently they're starting experiments uh, Australia and somewhere else. Uh, let's see. Scientists plan to begin pumping chemicals into the sky over the next few weeks and months from several countries around the globe, including U.S., Australia, and Israel. The idea promoted by Gates and leftist billionaire George Soros involves pumping man-made white clouds containing chalk dust and other chemicals into the atmosphere to reflect sunlight away from the Earth's surface. Hmm. And he's going to lower the planet's temperature enough to reverse global warming. Gates and so Soros. what kind of other bat crap ideas have we got coming from people that got more money than sense? Well, Gates and Soros collaborating to do a Monty Burns, in case you're unaware of that. that. That would be, of course, a plot line, a very infamous plot line from The Simpsons that ended with the Who Shot Mr. Burns uh, playing on the Who Shot JR cliffhanger from the Dallas TV series. Uh, but many years later, the cartoon, excuse me, Who Shot Mr. Burns, and I belched, sorry about that. But Who Shot Mr. Burns was a big cliffhanger for a season ender on The Simpsons. And uh, how did it all start? He decided to block out the sun so that uh, people need to leave the lights on and therefore fuel his uh, money-making operation, which is the nuclear power plant in Springfield, a la The Simpsons. Here we go. Uh, It's like the wily coyote stuff we see come out of the Pentagon every once in a while. I guess 
Art imitates life, life imitates art, and so on. The carousel uh, spins, right? Spinning wheel, got to go round. Hey, speaking of that, BP, just a quick throw-in along with whatever other headline you might have. Um, I, It came to my attention this week that uh, Judy Baker writes more than one kind of fiction. Um, and I didn't know about this for seven years. I guess I wasn't paying attention, but apparently... In 2016, Trine Day also published Letters to the Cyborgs. As humans become 51% machine or more, who will inherit the earth? Question mark. You didn't know about that? I did not know I mean, about seriously, it. Seriously, you hadn't heard about that? Yeah, she claimed that, she claimed that one of the stories in there was one that was partially written by uh, Oswald. Yeah. And so she finished it for him and put him in a collection of stories. See, I'm I, surprised she hadn't heard about that. Yeah. No, see, I remember that there was a collection of stories, but I thought she was selling like monographs for people. And, you know, and, and literally at one point, what I'd heard is that they were handwritten monographs that were photocopied. And she claimed that even though it wasn't actually the one written by Lee, she hand wrote it, you know, from memory because she has a photographic memory. She hand wrote it from memory and also mimicked his writing style. So it was as if you were reading the original science fiction story written by Lee Harvey Oswald. Uh, but I thought she was selling those oh, yeah. personally as she traveled. I didn't know it was made into a book. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Because that was that was before the rewrite of uh, me and Lee. And before she came out with the uh, David Ferry book, yeah, okay, because the right about the same time as the of the uh, uh, David Ferry book. Okay, again, you know, I have a hard time keeping up with you know uh, a lot of fictional writers, and as I've said many times, I I do pay attention to the Star Trek universe. So this is when the Star Trek universe sort of rebooted around this time period in 2016. So I guess I missed this uh, sci-fi gem. That Judy gifted to all of us. So sorry about that. Any other headlines before I get to Jimmy James, uh, B. Pete? I, I, but I admit when I missed something and I missed that particular piece of fiction that she wrote, I know about other fictions like her 500 plus page uh, book on David Ferry. And uh, of course, her big picture book about the JFK assassination, because now she also claims to be a leading researcher, which is uh, a lot closer to reality than... Um, you know, her whole fictional story and romance. But because um, she has to do a lot of research to uh, co-opt everybody else's uh, BS uh, theories into her theory. You know, much like she jumped on the Johnson did it bandwagon and she got on the Billy Celeste's thing and she got on. Uh, oh, geez. What else? Uh, oh, AIDS and the monkeys and, you know, everything. Uh, she has to incorporate all these things. So it does take some research. To figure out which, you know, piece of uh, bad conspiracy theory or in some cases good conspiracy theory uh, that you want to suck into your overall, uh, you know, mind screw that is the narrative of nonsense that she. Uh, well, you know, if you think about it, though, it's not strange that you wouldn't know about the book, because if if you look at Judy's fantasy life, it's it's really hard to believe that nobody. In the entire realm of medicine or JFK or AIDS research or anything like that has come across any record of Judith Barry Faker even existing in that world. You know, it's amazing. 
So the fact that you didn't know she wrote, you know, that particular book doesn't surprise me because nobody knows that she did all these amazing things living in New Orleans and, and uh, Florida mm. during the time of JFK it is, you know, it's par for the course. Well, the biggest problem is I actually look at real stories a lot and uh, have even gone through, you know, so that's what the problem is. That's why I got to go back to the JFK myths and redo those because uh, I, I'm missing out on a lot of the uh, crapola that is being uh, sold to you uh, out there. And uh, yeah, you know, so I, I had to go back into it. And unfortunately, uh, there is endless, endless stuff. I mean, you want the Scientology conspiracy, <laughs> you know, you want the uh, the unknown uh, mobsters working with aliens. Uh, you want the, um, you know, Majestic 12 plus you want the uh, the people that uh, at Kodak who actually participated in this to sell more cameras. Uh, you, you want all that? Uh, that's where I got to go is into the world where she exists. And uh, I mean, outside of that newspaper article. You know, and uh, her her employment record where she had a temp job at the same place Oswald did. I mean, you know, if you only have that to work with, you can't make a whole book out of it. So understandable. And uh, I wonder how that book did. I mean, probably not that well, because I don't remember Milligan or anybody else uh, trying to present her as somebody to see. A anyways, anything else before I move on, BP? Um, no, the only other thing I was checking into is, you know, CBS just fired a bunch of people here uh, a week ago, and apparently Catherine Harridge, who was one of their reporters, who really did a good job of of trying to weed out the, the, the partisan crap, was doing some investigating into the Hunter's laptop and things like that. Well, when she got fired, CBS went in and and basically stole – her files, they went and all of her working stuff, all of her leads that are listed in all these files, it's something that no one has, people in journalism say, hey, we've never seen this ever happen before when a company fired somebody to go in and, and lock down on their files and their personal files, personal materials. Mm. Uh, so she's involved in a lawsuit right now at CBS. Um, it says her firing had stunned coworkers, but the network's decision to hold on to her personal materials, along with her work lap a laptop where she may have had other confidential infos, left many staffers shaken. There's a lot of people that are that are talking behind the scenes about this one, and the fact that CBS would pull such a move. So, journalists, look out! If you get fired, they're going to come in and try to lock down everything you own. So, mm -hmm. get it moved before you think you're going to get tossed. Yeah, I well, guess that's about the only advice you could give them. You got to watch out. Files. True. You got to watch out for that. And remember, uh, at the end of the day, not only does it have to comport with the political interests of the people in charge, but it's also got to sell well. Uh, I was a little surprised that uh, the indictment of the key witness in the Hunter Biden thing didn't go wider. I guess they don't really want you to dig into that too much. I wonder why. Not saying that he's rightfully indicted, but either side of the equation can make something out of it. And I'm sort of surprised that, you know, we went through about a week of this since I think it was uh, first announced in the MSM and it hasn't become the hottest story. Um, it was a lot hotter, the stuff going on in Georgia and everything else. So political theater is getting weird, man. And I'm wondering what the next big thing is going to be. Maybe Jimmy James will tell us. I'm thinking Jimmy James might 
know what the next big thing is. And by the way, I paid uh, the uh, the bill for the website uh, half of it this week. And uh, partially responsible for me being able to do so is the support of people who are signed up at Ocelli.com and are getting the archives. And Jimmy James is one of them. So big thanks to you, Jimmy, uh, for kicking in. And especially this week, I appreciate you. And uh, also everybody else. We're going to have to come up with a couple of new thank yous for on air. But anyway, Jimmy, sorry that you waited so long. What's on your mind, my friend? Yeah, that's a good miss show you did there last week. I'm glad you enjoyed it. There's more to come. So what's on your mind this week? Well, I find it. What what Chris called in earlier? Uh, that's a uh, a different Chris. Uh, not 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 Graves or anything. Hey, do you want some uh, inspiration, Jimmy James? I can give you some sound clip inspiration to work with if you like. Okay. Okay. Just real quick. Not much. Together with our allies and partners, we've sent more than 3,000 armored vehicles, more than 8,000 artillery systems, more than 2 million rounds of artillery ammunition, and more than 50 advanced multi-launch rocket systems, and I ship an air defense system, all to help counter Ukraine's brutal aggression that's happening because of Russia. Mm. Ukraine's brutal aggression because of Russia was being countered by all of those... Uh, Wonderful military industrial complex products, uh, according to, to uh, Stuttering Joe. You know, instead of Stuttering John, we got Stuttering Joe for sure. And I wouldn't mind if it was just the stuttering, honestly. That wouldn't be so bad, but back to it. Luxury homes and other ill-begotten gains of Putin's kleptocracy. Uh, yeah. Kleptocracy. The, klep the guys who are the kleptocracies. <laughs> Our terms... That preserve Russia's sovereign, but Ukraine's sovereignty and territorial integrity. Whether or not, what would happen if, in fact, after the, this, I, I think the context is that whether or not would they pulling back from Fallujah and the, I mean, from the, the, Kherson. Yeah, pulling back from Fallujah uh, this week, apparently. Um, no. <laughs> Anyway, uh, the, the aggression of Ukraine. We're sending stuff to prevent the aggression of Ukraine after he listed all of the weaponry being sent. A anybody get, sensing a theme here yet? I mean, just wondering. Does anybody know? Uh, well, there's no doubt he's de he's depleting all kinds of stuff. It's, we're 10 years behind right now, and we don't have factories to make it anymore. Mm. That's nice. Well, depleted uranium. And he doesn't send yeah. the right weapons to begin with, so it's of little use to them. Well, Way to go, Joe. Absolutely. Look, depleted uranium might uh, do less damage than him uh, if you were to really let him bark out orders to anybody. Would anybody be able to follow him? Let's just go for one more of the greatest hits uh, as I advance through this. Let's see. How long is it? Four minutes and 18 seconds, but there's tons of this stuff in there. We would be, would we the no. We tried it in, in Iraq. It's not working. So now we're going to try. I mean, in Iran. Excuse me. We tried in Ukraine, folks. I mean, this is like this is like some out of Alice in Wonderland. Our support for Ukraine will not waver. 
It is going to be a disaster for Russia if they further invade you and invade Ukraine. Ah, so Vladimir Putin is clearly losing the war in Iraq. Okay, I, I just want you to wrap your mind around it. And with that, uh, your your take on this, uh, <laughs> Jimmy James. Oh, he's right. Uh, when it comes to Iraq, Putin, uh, he's not even in the game there. So he got him on that one. He, he chased him out of Iraq, I guess. Okay, so he's correct there. Okay. I don't know. And Alice in Wonderland. I he's, guess. He's correct there. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, that's uh, Alice in Wonderland, yeah, I see a lot of that going on down there. Uh, yeah. Well, let's see. Oh, yeah. Uh, I find it odd that if everyone wasn't so deranged with Trump and crazy Biden running around, wouldn't the, like, I couldn't believe this. Did, did you read those two links that I dropped earlier in the week about the it's all over the place. Just type in any your search engine of choice. Mm-hmm. They arrested 700 pedophiles who literally called themselves Satanists. So my apologies to Donald Jeffries and Chris Graves, I guess. <laughs> they just busted 700 of these guys. I mean, they call themselves Satanists even. Hmm. Well, which which Satanists? Uh, I'm I'm looking for the link right now, and I can't find uh, the Satanists. But give me some details. I'll go punch it into a search engine right now and see what we get. Uh, which well, Satanists? half of them they said was part of that angle, the blah blah of nine. What is it? The angles of nine or whatever. Okay. The yeah. Okay. The Council of Nine. Okay. And uh, what 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 is this uh, recent event though that happened? Uh, tell me about it. 700 pedophiles were arrested worldwide. Uh, 700 pedophiles were arrested worldwide, um, which really is properly more pedophile instead of pedophile because it's not about a foot fetish. But, um, yeah, anyway, pedophile, and and I'm not making jokes at you. I'm just making the joke. Um, So... 700 pedophiles. All right. How the Southern Baptist Convention covered up. It's okay. 23-year-old was arrested for gun possession. I'm looking for it. Is it the Denver Post that might have put it out, Jimmy James? or Everyone put it out. Here, I'll post a couple links. Yeah, do that for me, and let's grab it and take a look at it real fast. Uh, our other caller might have dropped away, the unknown caller. Don't know why, but call back in. I'll get you in before Aaron starts. But, yeah, let me know there, Jimmy James. Drop it in the chat room. And we do have a live chat at Ocelli.com where you can indeed put, uh, you know, links and other things uh, unless you're being abusive. Excuse me, in the room, I do kick people out who are abusive, but I don't like doing that. Um, and I do allow them to abuse me a little bit, but uh, not everybody else. Uh, let's try to behave fairly in there. There's usually not a lot of people But, you know, there's enough there, and I like to keep the conversations, you know, friendly, at least in there. You can go, you know, argue and threaten each other on uh, Twitter X if you like. Oh, let's see, Vice News. 
Uh, police arrest alleged leader of horrific child sextortion ring. All right, the sextortion thing. Now, let's just read from the Vice News article that Jimmy James dropped in the chat room at Ocelli.com. The group, which is connected to satanic neo-Nazi pedophiles, there's a mouthful, uh, has made their victims take nude photos of themselves, self-mutilate, and abuse other children. Uh, police have arrested a man who claims to be a major player in a horrific child sex sex abuse group with ties to satanic neo-Nazi pedophiles, which, by the way, just me reading this means I cannot place it on the YouTube channel. That's uh, a little bit of a secret. Uh, but if I do and the uh, AI picks up these phrases and sentences, we're done. But anyway, it'll be out there everywhere else. On December 13, the FBI in Honolulu executed a search order on Kalana uh, Limpkin and discovered he had child pornography, including images of prebubescent children uh, raped upon being interviewed. Limpkin admitted to being the founder of a splinter group of 764, a group organized around sextortion and horrific uh, child abuse, according to court documents first brought to light by court watch seen by vice news the arrest was the culmination of a seven-month investigation authorities were led to lincoln by uh, one of his alleged victims according to the criminal complaint the victims told authorities that they first encountered the man on uh omegle o-m-e-a-g-l-e an app that allows you to talk to random people online uh, I guess that's sort of like uh, chat roulette. Anyway, allegedly showed the victim video of a five-year-old. Uh, oh, Jesus. Anyway, horrific thing. Insert there. Limpkin had rules for the victim and would make girls uh, cut his name into their body and had a, coll a collage of pictures of it. Uh, reads the documents. Uh, let's see. Talk to other minor females. Ask for new photographs. Um, better, blah, blah, blah. And of course, sextortion means that you tell them, you know, give me this picture of this or I'll, you know, send this to your family or put it on Facebook or whatever. Um, let's see. When they inter when interviewed by authorities, this guy admitted to having uh, kitty porn and uh, being the creator of the 764-like group. During the interview, Limpkin admitted to being the creator of an online splinter group of this thing that engaged in criminal activities to promote self-harm, uh, this this bad thing, that bad thing. He admitted to asking minor females to send him uh, photos. Uh, da, da, da. So, obviously, that's a crime in and of itself. Um, let's see. While the group, which is connected to the neo-Nazi satanic sect, the Order of Nine Angels. Okay, the O9A... Uh, it's pulling away from the article, guys. The 09A, I think, is different than the group that Jeffries and uh, Graves talks about, I think. But uh, but then again, it may be inspired by it, because the Council of Eight and the Council of Nine are two of these groups that have existed for, like, I don't know, 70 years, um, at least, that we know of. Uh, but this may be something else that is part of an online situation. I would have to dig into it a little more. But you want to apologize to them because you scoffed at the whole idea of this. Is that what you're saying? I pretty much disregarded the idea that there was any kind of religiousness to this weird stuff. The satanic part, I guess, made me kind of want to dismiss it. 
Mm-hmm. But this has wrong. Mm. Well, because of the overblown satanic panic, uh, I understand your reflex. But, you know, much like I tell people regarding the, let's be frank about it, the Catholic Church, the Baptist churches, uh, the Pentecostal churches, the rabbis, whatever, who get busted for this stuff, just because it is a group of religious people doesn't necessarily mean that it's like based on that religion. Although you do see it popping up in certain sects a lot more than others. Um, so it's disproportionate, but even in the case of it being satanic, it's not necessarily satanic, depending on how you define that, um, to do this, you know, cause I mean, I even once had a guy say, even Satan wouldn't, uh, you know, sign off on this stuff. Um, but at the same time, there are people that just seek depravity. I mean, like Crowley was often discussed, right? Uh, this is a guy who was, uh, you know, literally promoting the idea of eating your own feces and things. Um, and he's still venerated as some genius uh, because of some of the stuff that he allegedly wrote and this and that. Truth is that he was actually more of a plagiarist than anything else. And uh, obviously a reviled, disgusting human being who did that in order to be a deviled, re- disgusting, revolting uh, creature on the earth as is. And that was his goal. So... You know, there are elements to this where people go beyond the satanic panic and go crazy. I mean, there, there's there's an individual that I used to work with that literally has described me as an agent of Satan himself uh, because of uh, not even my religious viewpoints exactly, although that got dragged into it. But simply because I object to religiosity being weaponized and a few other things. And uh, yeah, so now all of a sudden I am in league with Satan, according to this guy. But um, nowhere near any of this, you know, stuff like that. And I've never, uh, you know, at one point, I think I declared myself as a Satanist when I was like 13 uh, in order to shock other people and just get them to leave me to hell alone when I was about 13 years old. And I was just kind of this metalhead who was being called a Satanist all the time anyway. Um, But you know, in later years, I matured, just like on this show where people were accusing me of being a Satanist. And I decided, no, I'm going to go get the magistrar from the Church of Satan, bring him on the show and talk to him about it and explain, no, people, this is a Satanist, not what I am. But uh, some people did not understand the presentation, really. So, Jimmy, uh, there's your apology on that. You got anything else to add? Well, it sounds like Commander the Dog Biden's uh, wreaking havoc in the White House, bit like 24 people. Secret Service had to put up with it, but then he bit some tour guide to the point that there was a pool of blood. So Commander went upstate to a farm where he'll be taken care of, I'm sure. Maybe maybe the master will go to the same farm that the dogs to. And I just realized, BP, that we're over time. So I've actually opened up all the lines and wonder if you want to drop a final word on everybody. And then we'll just have a chaos outro on the end of this show. What do you think? Uh, just uh, anybody that's uh, listening, go to Ocelli.com, hit the support button. And uh, other than that, uh, we'll see you next week. 
There you go. Very thankful for all of you listening, all of you calling. Guys who are waiting online, go ahead and drop a line if you like. Start with Jimmy. What do you got to say, Jimmy? Good night, everybody. Peace. There you go. Vance, anything you want to add? Uh, just uh, good talking to y'all and uh, just a suggestion in, in in future whenever we have a new caller that we, you know, thinks a new caller, I, I'm all for letting him go first. In the, <laughs> so ah. I, I, I think, you know, I, I'd love to see more people, you know, calling in different, you know. Gotcha. You know what, Vance? I, I hear what you're saying and I agree with you. So from now on, brand new callers, if you're a new number I'm not familiar with, you're automatically at the top of the order. That's the way that's going to go from now on. Great suggestion. Chris, anything you want to throw in in 30 seconds or less? Oh, I wish you wouldn't put this type of pressure on me. Uh, you know. Okay, no pressure on you, brother. Nothing is yeah. as it seems. Yes. You know, the, you know, the President Trump, I mean, this, everything is an illusion. That, that's, that's the only thing I really want to say. Just everything's an illusion. We're all being misled. You know, it might sound crazy, but it's true. There you uh, go. I'll just leave it at that. And I appreciate all of you guys. And thank you again. Absolutely. And I thank you along with everybody else listening out there, no matter who you are, when you are, why you are. How about that? You are all indeed the effect. I'm merely Ocelli. It's out of order. And much like the magician, the professional magician that actually is responsible for the Biden robocall, I got to tell you, it is. 